Hello and welcome to Scottish Blethers, where I am Susan Brown. I'm going to have a chat with Alistair Fleming, who is a relative of the last people that used to live on St Kilda before it was evacuated just over 90 years ago. And I'll be doing a virtual talk on St Kilda on Thursday, the 11th of February at 8pm GMT, so London time, 3pm uh, Eastern time in the States. And if you'd like to come and join us, please just drop an email to scottishbletherspodcast at gmail.com. But without further ado, let's have a little chat with Alistair and find all about it. Alistair lives in Pitlochry, just up the hill behind me. Uh, and it's great to have somebody so knowledgeable in the town. So welcome, Alistair. Thank you. Uh, nice to see you. Yes. So can you tell me about your family ties to St Kilda, please? Okay, well, my, my name is Fleming, Alistair Fleming. My mother was a Ferguson, though, and it's the Ferguson family that were on St Kilda. And they've been there since the, sometime in the 1730s. Uh, in 1727, there was, a, there was an outbreak of um, a, what was it? Smallpox. Smallpox, yes. <laughs> <laughs> And that, that killed about 94 people. Um, the head is so full of facts, it's very difficult sometimes to get the right ones. So that killed about 94 people. And, and after that, the, uh, the population was so low that it, it wouldn't be able to sustain itself. Uh, so what they were doing was they were repopulating it from, from other MacLeod estates in the Western Isles. And uh, in the process of that, there was a boat coming out. The, the mate on the boat was Finlay Ferguson, and he was from Bernera and Harris. And uh, he fell in love with one of the one of the girls on the on the longboat. I mean, it was a kind of rowing boat thing. Uh -huh. And he fell in love with her and jumped ship when he when he got there. <laughs> so he stayed. So he was the Ferguson that started it all off. And uh, if you like, I can show you the extent of the family tree. Yes, that'd be great. Bear with me. Can you see that on the floor? And uh, not yet. We can still see you. You just need to twitch the camera around. I'll, I'll turn it around. There we go. Goodness, it starts there. Is that from the very beginning on the left-hand side? No, the very beginning is up at the top in the middle. All oh, right. Oh goodness. That thinly down there. Jeez, that's a big family tree. Have you been doing all the research yourself? There's a lot here, no. Fortunately, with St Kilda being so popular, uh, a lot of other people have done the, the research uh -huh. over the years yep. and pulled the trees together. So it's, um, yeah, it, it's quite, been quite easy for, from our <laughs> point of view to do that. Oh, well, that's, so that's good. So there's quite a lot of information there. And, mm. and I have... I have copies of the other families on the island. There were five main families. Uh, there was Ferguson's, the Gillis, the uh, McDonald's, McQueen's, and McKinnon's. Some of them have got four of these kind of sheets. Jeez. <laughs> because there were two branches of the family, whatever. Uh -huh. So that was that was it in the in the early days. Uh, then we came down to my great-grandparents, uh, who were 
uh, Donald Ferguson, and he married Rachel Gillis. And they had a, they had four of a family. They had Anne, who became Queen of St Kilda, if you've heard of that in the books, yes. She was the Queen of St Kilda. She married a Gillis, and she survived him, and she was still on the island and came off at the evacuation in 1930. Goodness. One of the last uh, ones. Yeah. Then my, my, uh, my father's elder brother, a... Well, they were both elder, in fact, because he was the baby. Uh, he was born, in, my grandfather was born in 1980. But his oldest brother was uh, Alexander, Alec. And uh, he, he stayed for a wee while, but not for very long. He went off to make his fortune in Glasgow mm -hmm. and became a very prosperous tweed merchant. Oh. So that was Alec, Alec Ferguson, yeah. There was life after the islands. Indeed. And uh, he, the other one was um, Neil, who Neil Ferguson became the postmaster and the, the ground officer uh, after, his, after his father had been that um, on the island. And Neil was still there at the evacuation and came off and went to live in Kincardine and Forth. A bit so of a change of scenery there then. Well, what they did when, when they evacuated them, they, they got them jobs in the Forestry Commission. Mm -hmm. They'd never seen a tree in their lives. <laughs> Perfectly yeah. suited then. Absolutely. So quite a lot of them, uh, Anne's family, uh, the Gillises, went to Morven uh, in Ardnamurchan. And uh, some went to Glasgow, some went to Kincardine, and they were scattered about all over the place. Goodness. So, which, which do you know which houses they lived in on the island? Yeah, they 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 occupied the Fergusons occupied four four and five, so different parts of the family would live in, mm -hmm. in, in the different one. The only one it was only the only house number five was Neil and his family, the postmaster, at the end when they evacuated, and he was the he was the last St Kildon to leave the island. Oh. He didn't want to go. No, I'm sure. Yeah. And what remains of those houses today? <clears throat> well, these houses have been restored. Um, what happened um, after the evacuation was that the, uh, um, the, the islands were sold in the 30s to, uh, the, to the Marquis of Butte. And then he was a, a founder member, I think, of the National Trust for Scotland. And he donated the St Kilda Islands to the National Trust in 1957, I think it was. Um, so the, 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 the houses then, had by then, had fallen into complete disrepair, mm -hmm. ruined almost, uh, with, I, I would imagine, sailors and fishermen and things would be landing and taking wood and whatever. Yeah, whatever so, the need is. It was just a mess, and the uh, the trust set about uh, the national trust set about um, the starting to to repair and then conserve mm -hmm. the island. At that stage, that was way back in the fifties. It was uh, it was uh, quite a thing to take on. 
So over the years, the, the sent out work parties who were largely just amateurs, um, mm-hmm. maybe the odd, the odd tradesman with it. Um, the, and they would spend a fortnight on the island doing some repair work and rebuilding with the result that uh, nowadays the, the, the feather store has been restored and repaired and restored, um, a, which was a storehouse. Mm-hmm. And then the, the church and schoolroom were, were also done. Yeah. The, when the islands were taken over by the National Trust, the, the Army, uh, the MOD, uh, wanted to set up a tracking station. Yeah, this the, is the Ministry of Defence. Yeah, for the missile range that they were putting on, on, uh, on the Hebrides. So uh, the, the Trust, National Trust of Scotland then sublet the, the island partly to the MOD uh, and kept the rest with the Scottish Natural Heritage as it was at the time. Yeah. Whatever it was. Nature Scott now. Well, it was at that time, it was the Nature Conservancy. Ah. Council or something, yes. So, uh, Been through a few rebrandings. Good names, yeah. And you so, were involved in some of those work parties? I was involved later on, yeah. Um, I, I didn't get, really, when I was growing up, I spent a lot of time in, in my grandfather's manse because I didn't tell you that uh, he had left and gone to serve his time in Yarrows and became a shipwright. Okay. And while working for them, he studied in the evenings and then he went into the ministry and he became a Free Church of Scotland minister. Wow. Aye. So uh, uh, when I was young, uh, he had the... The, the, the charge at Kilbrandon on Seal. So uh, so I used to spend all my all my holidays down at Seal. And uh, I think I remember asking one time where St Kilda was and he said, well, it's a way out in the west. And I said, is it, is it beyond these islands? <laughs> is it, that was the Garvelachs. It's a bit further than that. <laughs> but that was all I knew at that stage. I didn't know much more. Uh-huh. Even growing up through my through my thirties and starting my family, but uh, there the were commemoration the, coming up for the the fiftieth year since the evacuation mm-hmm. in nineteen eighty, mm-hmm. and Calmac ran a, a, just a, a day and a half cruise, a non landing, and uh, my wife and I managed to farm the children out for a couple of days and off we went and that we had beautiful weather and just to see the place and and it really brought it home to me then that yeah. um, I hadn't been thinking much about my my uh, my history my family history uh, so that got me hooked and uh, we met up with uh, John Wilkie and Joe Kepi who were St Kilda Club members who were mm-hmm. on the on the boat, which was the Columba, which was a car ferry. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, they were on to give us a talk and then give us a, a, a commentary as we as we sailed around the islands. So, uh, yeah, so that was, that was me hooked after that. And I applied to go in a work party the next year. 
and the, the work parties would be on the island for two weeks, so you were talking about two and a half weeks. You'd leave on a Saturday, you'd get back on a back on a Sunday or a Monday or something. Uh -huh. uh, quite a long time, uh, but it was uh, it was great, and uh, I, I I was on ten work parties in total. Jeez, uh, and I, I led nine of them, and that was between nineteen eighty one. In 1999, when I, I had an accident that stopped me being able to hill walk and things like mm -hmm. that, so uh, I had to. I was due to be going out in 2001, but I had to call off because we had the accident oh. in the January of that year. However, oh, that must have been tough. These things happen. Yeah, they do. Yes, unfortunately. So, so ever since then, I've been I've been <laughs> I've been pretty wrapped up in St Kilda. Um, uh, in many ways, they... did your grandfather ever make it back to St Kilda? You know, after the evacuation or anything, or was he just not interested? Yeah, I was going to tell you about about the the what they did after the evacuation. Um, the the Earl of Dumfries, I think, is the is the son of the Marquis of, of mm -hmm. uh, and the the current Marquis of Butte. No, it wouldn't be a bit as far. Um, was think, one of the Marquises anyway. He used to take parties out to have uh, um, ornithological trips. Yeah. And uh, Neil Gillis would always go with them. This was a cousin of my mother's, um, whose mother was Anne, uh -huh. the Queen of the uh, mm -hmm. So Neil used to go out with them, and then one or two others, and my my grandfather uh, and Alec uh, would go out together sometimes as well. Wow. And uh, yeah, the, well, the, there was a, a trip out one time, and I think they went in Alec's boat because, he, as I say, he was quite a prosperous food merchant. <laughs> um, and uh, they, they had, they had a, a, a stone fashioned, um, a marble stone. Uh, okay, yeah. Form of an open Bible. You would you would have seen it in in the middle of the cemetery. Ah yes, I know where you are. Yes, on a big concrete block. Yeah. Uh -huh. Well, they took that out and they they installed that. Wow. Yeah, that, that was sometime probably in in the forties. I'm not sure. So he uh, wasn't necessarily lamenting having left or everybody else having been evacuated. He was quite happy to go back then. Oh, he was happy to go back. Yes. Oh yeah. No, they loved going back. Um, and then again, there was a trip in uh, 1953, which uh, I've got an article about it in the Kilda Mail. Ah. Uh, two, two, three years ago now. Um, uh -huh. uh, there was a trip that uh, Uncle Alec and my grandpa and uh, one of my cousins and a second cousin uh, who were younger? They were the they were the labour. They all they all went out. Uh, they chartered a boat from from uh, I think it was Grimsey eventually, mm -hmm. and uh, toddled out there. And uh, there's a, the, there are two different stories of the of the the, the, the trip because my grandfather he did one for the Oban High School magazine the next year. Uh, because Donnie, I think my, my cousin had just left there. Uh -huh. uh, 
And the other one, the other chap, the Neil, Neil Ferguson, he, another Neil Ferguson, he was a second cousin. He, uh, he sent me one a few years ago. Um, and uh, his is lengthy and detailed. <coughs> My grandfather's is very short and modest. Oh, right, okay. Given but, with his uh, standing in the free church. Well, it, 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 it turned out that um, they got into, uh, there was a yacht in the bay at the time. And I think the, uh, the skipper of, of the boat chartered her, and probably Uncle Alec as well. I don't know whether he took a drink, uh, but I think they'd had a wee drama or two. <laughs> what and happens they, on tour stays on tour. Uh, and they set off to sail back, and uh, uh, um, Grandpa was the only one that was fit to take the wheel. It was pretty <laughs> rough. <laughs> but they, uh, they got back safely. Uh, but they, 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 they were towing a boat that they'd fixed up, <laughs> that, they'd, that they'd found on the island. And uh, he, at one stage, they put, they put my cousin out onto it uh, to keep bailing. <laughs> Because it was rough, and then eventually they had to cut it adrift. Oh, that's uh, a shame. But I think he got help from my grandmother. I'm sure. <laughs> for, for risking his grandson. <laughs> so, I, so that's a, that's a good trip, and um, yeah, that's another thing that we do in the St Kilda Club is to, we produce the St Kilda Mail every year. Uh-huh. With stories and up to date stuff in it, so it's good. Oh, well, we'll come back and talk about the St Kilda Club in yep. a moment. Yep. So what's your involvement now then? And maybe this is just the time to be talking about it. Well, I suppose my involvement now is that, is that I've, I've been on the, the, the committee, or as it is now, board, because it's a limited company, of the St Kilda Club since 1982, I think. Um, and uh, I've now achieved the, the, the honour of, of um, a couple of years ago being being elected president. So um, mm-hmm. uh, so I've been at, we, we only meet three times a year. Um, uh-huh. And one of these is usually at the AGM and reunion. So uh, it's not onerous from that point of view. And this year has been even less onerous because we've been do, doing all the meetings by Zoom. Yes. Yeah. So I'm still involved with the with the management of the club. Uh-huh. But the, 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 this kind of executive uh, work is done by the chairman, um, who I think you're going to have a... Yeah, he's uh, going to have a chat with Julie. Yeah, Julie and we'll, we'll do some more stuff on the St Kilda Club at that point. Um, so given that you're such a wealth of knowledge, how many books do you have on St Kilda? And what are your favourites? Oh, quite a lot of favourites. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, we counted them up recently and it's somewhere over 80. My goodness, there's 80 books been written on St Kilda. Well, there's more than that probably, but they, yeah, I don't have them all yet. <laughs> they're different sizes from small yeah. to big. Uh-huh. Yeah, in fact, there's probably one, one or two down there that we didn't count. <laughs> Goodness. So have you got a favourite? Have you had to pick one? Not yet. Not, Not yet. yet. Okay. No. Because they're all, they're all slightly different. They're all, mm-hmm. they're all doing different things. Yeah. But yeah. It's, um, I mean, there are some general books like the, 
the the old ones of Tom Steele and Charles McLean, the, the that were out when I first got involved back in the eighties. Um, mm-hmm. they, they were quite early in the modern generation, uh, and they were reckoned to be pretty good then. But there's been a lot of good work done since then. There's been a lot of archaeological work done over the years. Um, there's been the Historic Enterprise Scotland. Um, part of that used to be the Royal Commission on Ancient and Historic Monuments. They did a, they've got a Buildings of St Kilda book, which is great. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's, there are lots of good books. There are one or two rubbish books, but... Most of them are pretty good. <laughs> Pretty good, yeah. Ah, well, I've got a couple arriving from the St Kilda Club shortly. I think they'll be in the post uh, somewhere at the minute. Um, So, yes. What I I meant to do on the way through was introduce you to my great grandfather. He's on there on the right hand side. Oh, I'll have to see if I can use that photo and put up a post. Yes. Yes, the St Um, Kilda Parliament. I I can send you a copy of it if you like. Oh, right. Okay. Well, I just need to check copyright because I wouldn't like to fall foul of copyright. I think it's George Washington Wilson. I don't think it's copyright anymore. All right. Okay. And what else have you got there? That one is the school in about 1890. This is my grandfather. Wow. And this is his... Where are we? That's Neil and uh-huh. that's Alex. And that's Alec. <laughs> Ooh, fantastic. It's great that these mm-hmm. photos exist. Yes, I, was only, I only recently identified them on this mm-hmm. because uh, I came across something that had been with my parents' photographs that my sister had. Uh-huh. And uh, it was a photocopy of that picture. And it was addressed to mum saying... Uh, that's your father on the extreme right, and your uncle Neil and Uncle Alec are these ones. So that's how I was able to identify it. Uh huh. Oh, that it's great finding these old photos. I know I've I've been going through some family stuff, and uh, various aunts have been coming up with some photos and things like. I need a copy of that. I need a copy of that. And yeah. just when you think how far back that's what late eighteen hundreds. Yes, that's yeah, uh-huh. eighteen ninety. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, incredible. So to bring it back up to date, uh, people that are coming on the virtual tour have probably never been to St Kilda and they might be thinking about going uh, as one of the day trips on the boats from the Outer Hebrides or from Skye. They only have about four hours on Herta. What are the two things you would say to them to do? I'm going to give you four. (laughs) Okay, one for each hour. Depends on the weather, obviously, but um, uh-huh. the, the the one of the most impressive s- scenery bits uh, is quite gobsmacking. Um, you wouldn't understand it unless you'd done it. Mm-hmm. Uh, go up to the gap. Yeah, been up there a couple of times. It's amazing. And look across to Borrowy in the stacks. So if if the weather's in it, do that. Um, if the weather's not in it. Um, you might be wanting to go to Rouval, but that's a, an alternative mm-hmm. that's clear. Uh, there's the gap of Rouval. There's the the village. You, you must oh, yes. about. Look at the walls and everything. Just it's just 
it's amazing how they constructed all these these walls and the the, the schoolroom and church and mm-hmm. museum and all the rest of it. Yeah. Uh, number three, you have to go to the shop. Of course. They've got some great cards in there. I got a whole load when I was there two years ago. Um, yep. Some fantastic cards in St Kilda. Well, as well as everything it, else. It's, um, it's run by the St Kilda Club. The, the shop convener is in the process of changing over at the moment. But uh, yeah, uh, the, the wardens can look after it on the island and any of the work parties that are out there usually usually serve in the shop and, and mm-hmm. do that. It's, um, and the profits, the profits go back into conservation work? Profits go into the, the, the club funds, first of all. Uh, and all our club funds are there for the, the club is it's designed and it's part of our memorandum and articles that were there to to uh, to help in the in the restoration of St Kilda and the promotion of St Kilda uh, through the National Trust for Scotland. So uh, all our all our monies then go the profits go to St Kilda. They don't go into the National Trust general mm-hmm. coffers. Which is good. Mm-hmm. So, if anyone's wanting to give anything to the to the uh, to the National Trust for Scotland, and they don't want it specifically to go anywhere else, then you give it to us, and we can give it to St Kilda. Brilliant. So, um, so that's what we do. I mean, the the the, the Western Isles manager will identify what projects are on, and ask for funding to meet them. We've done various things over the years. We've been last few years we've been we've been part funding a, a seabird ranger which is uh, over and above the usual budget stuff um, mm-hmm. and various one-off projects that come along yeah and contributing to some of the bigger works as well yes so you'll have seen quite a few changes over the years you know with the mod with their original kind of 1950s 60s square buildings and then on to the new kind of more eco-friendly building now any other big changes? Well, that's a, that's been a huge change over 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 recent years. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it uh, completed. I've seen some photographs, which is uh, quite incredible. Yeah. Big difference, big difference. They've still got the the concrete slab is still to be removed from mm-hmm. from where the buildings have been taken away, but uh, big change, and that's great. Uh, Communications, the, <laughs> the fact that we can run a shop with an EPOS till uh, on St Kilda uh, wouldn't have been heard of years ago. Uh, when I went out first in 81, uh, if you wanted to phone home, uh-huh. you, had to, you had to put a request into through the warden, or as it was then, not the uh-huh. ranger through the warden, who would then go to the signal shack, the army's signal shack, and uh, they would they would give him a list of times and names. Uh-huh. So we then had to go down to the to the factor's house, which is where the the, the warden stays or ranger. Yeah. Or did then anyway? That's now staying the man's. Uh, we used to have to go down there at the appointed time. Have your phone call. It was limited to three minutes or something. Goodness. <laughs> and that's obviously changed over the years. Then they get call boxes in them. Uh-huh. But now it's 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 so much different. Um, 
what other changes? Uh, number of visitors, I think, uh, um, particularly day visitors now with the with the day boat. Um, that's that's increased dramatically. Yeah, and cruise boats as well have increased. There's quite a lot of them when they're going. But uh, well, yeah, it's not not last year, and well, we'll see what happens this year. Uh, I, I think it's. Year. It's opened up for camping for from I think late June. Uh, I saw somebody was saying that they managed to get a, a pitch for it um, towards late June. So that's that's got to be good, um, good and bad. Yes, yeah, so, uh -huh. All right. Good. Yep. So so that was quite good. So are you planning on going back again on your own or with the family? Well, I had been out. Um, as I said, I'd been on 10, 10 work parties, but I'd also mm -hmm. had. Uh, other different trips. I did um, sea trips on the, the Hebrian Princess, which was the old Columba car ferry. I had done one on it. Uh -huh. Another friend and I did what John and Joe did uh, in 1980. We did later on mm -hmm. uh, when it was still the Columba. Then they converted it to the Hebrian Princess. Very nice. Then they, then they asked if there were any St Kilda experts about, so they were directed to the club. and. Uh, yeah, some of us get the chance to. Uh, oh, so you you went on the Hebridean Princess as well then? Have a week's holiday. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so three times I did that. Um, uh -huh. We didn't get landing every time. Uh, right. Sadly. Um, yeah. The weather. The weather's the big factor. Uh huh. Then uh, there's another trip out, which was some dedication. I think it might have been the. Um, World Heritage Site thing. Uh huh. Uh, double UNESCO like, World Heritage Site. I know. It's a double that designated. Was, very impressive. Absolutely. So um, that was a, that was a trip in a helicopter, which is amazing. Yeah. Oh. So think, really, you're going to have to slum it if you go back again, then. Well, we went back out on a day trip uh, ourselves. That was a, a present for my seventieth birthday. Uh, right. It was. It was only. Three years late. <laughs> so you got it. I got it. Yes, and we got out, and uh, we it was cold uh, early May, but there was snow and lever. But when we left, uh -huh. and then then we um, we got back, and uh, yeah, it was nice to just be there again after being away twenty years. It had been since I'd last been Goodness. there. So. Uh, and of course, I can't. I couldn't, I couldn't do the, the walking now that, that, yeah. that I was going to do then. So. But I managed to get up on time, lag, and have a wee wander about. Good, fantastic. Well, you've certainly got a long and illustrious history uh, linked to St Kilda and, and everything going on there. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, yeah. And. Uh, yeah, I look forward to browsing some of your books when we're eventually allowed to socialise again. <laughs> That'd be great, but thank you very much for your time. Okay, look forward to seeing you soon. Okay. And, and I hope you enjoy your chat with Julie. I'm sure I will. Okay.